Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Mrs. Janeski's AP Government Podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about Federalist 70, written by Alexander Hamilton. So if you are ready to learn about an energetic executive, a single energetic executive, let's do this. All right. So Hamilton is all about, in Federalist 70, justifying the need for a single executive or president. During the ratification debates of the Constitution, he argued that a single executive is far more safe because whenever two or more persons are engaged in any common pursuit, there is always danger or difference of opinion. Bitter dissensions are apt to spring. Whenever these happen, they lessen the respectability weaken the authority. He also goes on to say, energy in the executive is the leading character and the definition of good government. Now, putting it this way is what the anti-federalists were so deeply concerned about. They are so concerned at the thought of investing executive power into one leader because this is way too similar to a monarchy. So in order to avoid such a monarchy, they had a proposition to have several leaders, presidents, like in a council of executives, so that no one of them could usurp the power, become a tyrant. Hamilton takes this argument on in Federalist 70. And in his very special way, Hamilton basically is saying, you people clearly don't understand your history. Why a single executive is the best arrangement for a republic of freedom is first and foremost for Hamilton. The executive has to be defined by a single quality, namely, and he repeats it over and over again, energy. He says energy in the executive is a leading character in the definition of good government. On the other hand, a feeble executive implies a feeble execution of the government. Now, what does he mean by this? Using the word energetic. He's essentially saying a single executive can act quickly, give him the authority, he can be decisive as opposed to looking at the legislative branch, which is formed to be very deliberative, very full of debate, compromise, rethinking every issue that's before them. And it means that there's going to be a slower process. So there's two benefits to this energy. First is unity. You got a single face, you got a single leader. And second is responsibility. And with respect to unity, Hamilton says that unity is conducive to energy, will not be disputed. Decision, activity, secrecy, and despatch will generally characterize the proceedings of one man in a much more eminent degree than the proceedings of any greater number. And in proportion, as the number is increased, these qualities will be diminished. So what he's saying is, that the more executives you have, the less energy of the office, which is to say the executive's ability to actually do their job, whatever is needed, is going to be diminished. Hamilton then goes on to prove this using history by pointing out that in nearly every case of a civilization relying on multiple executives, there's bitter division. And this means that the effectiveness of the office is hindered. And this is going to be a massive problem, especially if you have an emergency. So Hamilton says, if they should unfortunately assail the supreme executive magistracy of a country, 
consisting of a plurality of persons, they might impede or frustrate the most important measures of the government in the most critical emergencies of the state. And what is still worse, they might split the community into the most violent and irreconcilable factions, adhering differently to the different individuals who composed the magistracy. Then he goes on to compare the legislature to the executive. And for the Federalists, the legislative branch, its chief virtue is the multitude of representatives, which is going to require them to debate, talk about the issues that matter to the people. They can deliberate at length before any piece of legislation gets passed. And those qualities, which actually work in the legislative branch, are going to constantly counteract those qualities in the executive, which are the most necessary ingredients. In its composition, you've got to have vigor. You've got to have the ability to expedite things and get things done quicker. And this without any counterbalancing, you know, where's the unity? And so unity and the energy and decisiveness, it provides the first argument for a single executive. And then the second argument is going to be about responsibility. And when talking about responsibility, and I discussed this in class, Hamilton's argument is that it is easier if you have one leader to figure out who's responsible, who to blame, who to praise. He argues that multiple executives will conceal faults and destroy responsibility. He states, the circumstances which may have led to any national miscarriage or misfortune are sometimes so complicated when there are a number of actors who may have had different degrees and kinds of agency Though we may clearly see upon the whole that there has been mismanagement, yet it may be impracticable to pronounce to whose account the evil which may have been incurred is truly chargeable. Who did it? He also says, they could say, I was overruled by my council. The council were so divided in their opinions that it was impossible to obtain any better resolution on the point. So he's saying, you're going to get finger pointing. So if power does get abused. Uh, there are several executives. Everybody is just going to point to the other guy and say it's his fault. It's impossible to determine which of the executives in that scenario is at fault and therefore who should be held responsible. Since government is held accountable by the people, the people need to know who to blame. And Hamilton says a single executive takes care of that. Basically, Federal 70 claims that despite the potential dangers of creating a monarchy, that might come from a single president, a single executive who is going to be able to best discharge the duties of their office with energy, with decisiveness. And you know that if a president ends up being terrible, something is in place, the people will have no doubt who they should blame and they can vote them out on election day. So like all the Federalist Papers, Federalist 70 tries to put to rest fears about a single executive by pointing out first what we were doing under the Articles of Confederation, again, is not working. Second, there's a logic to making the executive one leader with power enough to do their job with clear leadership and reasonable limits. 
Okay, that is all for Federalist 70. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about Federalist 78. So I am so glad that you were able to tune in. Um, Federalist 78, we're going to be talking about our often less talked about judicial branch. So I really appreciate you listening and keep up the good work.